Hello, and welcome to the Christ Table Podcast, a Bible study for those who struggle with digging into the Bible, but who want to develop a richer faith, one with some meat on its bones. I'm Kevin Young, a media guy turned minister who's passionate about helping others thrive, especially spiritually. If you're unaware, Christ Table is a movement of people returning the church to her roots, in homes, around tables, over food with old friends and fresh conversations. Check us out over at www.christtable.today. In the meantime, our study continues on the topic of brave conversations. We'll be focusing on racism today as we look deeper into Luke chapter 10. Our special guest host today is Libby Young. Let's dig in. Okay, so welcome to Tuesday, day two of the Racism Week in our series, Brave Conversations. Um, Today's passage is actually the story of the Good Samaritan, And when I saw this, I was like, come on, Dad, I feel like you always preach on this. But when I was looking back through it with the lens of racism in the church, I saw a lot of things that I'd never really seen before. This is kind of a long story, so let's jump in. Um, Today I'm going to start reading at Luke 10, 25. So here we go. On one occasion, an expert in the law stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? What is written in the law, he replied. How do you read it? He answered, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your mind. And love your neighbor as yourself. You have answered correctly, Jesus replied. Do this and you will live. But he wanted to justify himself. So he asked Jesus, And who is my neighbor? Okay, so that was a little bit long. But basically, Jesus is sitting like he would, and he's letting people ask him questions. I can imagine just sitting there and watching Jesus answer all of these people's questions. Then a respected expert in the law, the Jewish law, stands up, probably a little bit worried, but maybe excited that he might be able to pick, like trip up Jesus. So he asks his question, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Then Jesus simply replies with a question. Then the expert answers the question with, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. Then the expert asks a follow-up question. Who is my neighbor? This is where Jesus starts the parable. So in Luke 30 is where I am right now. In reply, Jesus said, A man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho when he was attacked by robbers. They stripped him of his clothes, beat him, and went away, leaving him half dead. A priest happened to be going down the same road, and when he saw the man, he passed by on the other side. So too, a Levite. And when he came to the place and saw him, he passed on the other side. So this man is attacked. His dignity and everything else is stripped from him. He is in what may be the lowest place of his life. He is lying on the side of the road, naked and half dead. Then, in a stroke of luck, a priest walks by. Who would be more likely to stop and help than one of the most holy people in the community? This was the man's job, was to help the hurting people. But this priest sees the man. Like the verse a little bit later says, he does see the man. I kind of imagine it, though, as when you see, like, a homeless person or a person you're not exactly sure about, you kind of want to pretend you didn't see them. Like, you only look the other way and keep on going faster and, like, hope they didn't see you. Like, the priest crosses the road and keeps going. But then, in a second stroke of luck, a Levite walks by. The Levites were the workers in the church. They were, like, worship leaders and other important roles. They would have, though, been considered people to help. And, um, but he also turns a blind eye and a cold shoulder and crosses the other side of the road. 
I think sometimes the church is like this. We have the status and the ability to help, but race is a messy thing. And it is not just black and white. It's something that the Bible doesn't say word for word, but it does imply things. So let's keep reading. So verse 33, but a Samaritan, as he traveled, came to where the man was. And when he saw him, he took pity on him. He went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring out oil and wine. Then he put this man on his own donkey and brought him to an inn and took care of him. So the Samaritan passes by. The Samaritans were kind of the enemies of the Jews. He should have just passed and ignored the man lying on the side of the road. But he doesn't. He stops. Not only does he stop, but he takes pity on him. And he bandages his wounds. He cleaned out his cuts with oil and water and helps meet the man's immediate needs. This is amazing. But what would have happened to the story if it had stopped here? What if the Samaritan had helped the man, but then left him wounded on the side of the road? I think this is sometimes the way that the church treats racism. We might help the immediate needs. We might clean up a little bit. We might do what looks good. But then we stop early. We stop short. And we leave the person hurt. We might leave them better than we found them, but we don't leave them as good as we could leave them. But Jesus didn't stop the story here. Just like we're not supposed to just stop. Jesus keeps going. The Samaritan puts this man on his own donkey. This means that the man is going to have to walk. The man is going to have to sweat and his feet are probably going to hurt because they're wearing sandals, not like Nike tennis shoes. Like his feet are going to hurt from walking. Like, and he's going to be sweaty. It's hot. But it would mean that the man could be comfortable and that even though the Samaritan was going to have to give up and be uncomfortable, he was going to help the hurt man. So the Samaritan walked the donkey and the man to an inn again. And again, he didn't just leave him once they got to an inn. He took him into the inn. And so the next verse, verse 35. The next day he took out two denary, I'm not sure you say that, and gave them to the innkeeper. Look after him, he said. And when I return, I will reimburse you for the extra expense. So the Samaritan hands over about two days pay to the innkeeper and tells the innkeeper to look after the man, and he even says that he will pay back any expenses that they spend on him. And the expert, and so then Jesus ending his parable, he turns to the expert and says, which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell in the hands of the robber? And now this question probably tripped up the expert, because the expert is gonna have to reply that his enemy was the one that was the best neighbor not the priest not the levite the people that should have been but the enemy and so the expert does admit he replies the one who had mercy on him so he doesn't even say the samaritan because he couldn't admit that but he said the one who had mercy on him and that was the samaritan the samaritan had mercy on the man and um a way i think about the difference between what mercy is is mercy is like not getting something you do deserve. Like the man really, he didn't have to help. He didn't have to do anything. He could have walked by just as easily as the priest, probably easier, but he stopped. And so Jesus tells the expert and everyone watching to go and do likewise. He tells all of the Jews to be like a Samaritan. And he's also calling us to be like the Samaritan. 
This part of the passage is calling us not necessarily to follow the pastors and spiritual leaders in our community. They might not always have the right idea. They might not always be doing the right thing. Lots of pastors preach a message of unity and that we should all, we're all the same, but maybe they're the same people crossing the road and walking away as fast as possible. The church, we need to do more than just go the extra mile. We need to go the extra 10 miles or the extra 100 miles. We need to go all the way as far as we can. We got to be leaders. We have to love our neighbors, no matter the color of their skin or their religion or their culture, because as Christians, we have to have mercy on people who aren't exactly like us, but also we know we're all children of God. And so when racism comes into play along with this passage, like, Sometimes the people you don't expect to be the most helpful will be, but also like we're all the same. We're all children of God. So I hope y'all got something out of this. I sure loved looking at it. I know this is a little bit shorter than your normal ones, but I've got school and I've got things. I have school and I got to get going, but I hope you guys have a great day. Um, I'm going to pray really quick and then here we go. So... Hey, Jesus, thank you for this morning, and thank you for everybody here, Lord. I just pray for every single person watching this, God, and that you will touch their hearts in a way that only you can, Jesus. I pray that on the issue of race, you will bring us all light, and that we will just all be able to show your love and unity to everyone, and that we can be like the Samaritan and go the extra 10 or 100 miles just to be there for everyone else and all of your people. God, I love you so much, and I thank you for everybody here. Everybody, amen. Everybody have a great day, and we'll see you all tomorrow. Thank you, Libby. This Bible study on Brave Conversations is brought to you by Christ Table. If you'd like to join us in the study, there's an easy-to-follow guide in the show notes. We'd love to have you join us. You know, 65 million adults in the United States have dropped out of church, and that number will grow by 2.7 million before the end of this year. We here at Christ Table are committed to doing something about that. We're committed to creating a world where the table is once again the center of the home, the center of family life, and especially the center of faith formation again. Our mission, it's simple, to help people eat freely and drink deeply of life and of faith. Find out more about us by going to www.christtable.today. And when you get over to christtable.today, be sure to sign up for our email list there. And for those who choose to donate, I've got a resource box that I want to send you in the mail as my thanks, and trust me, you're going to like it. By the way, the podcast is available because of the generous donations of our listeners and the incredible community of people who call Christ Table their spiritual home. Join us on our next episode as we continue our conversation on race. And if you'd like to watch these Bible studies live, that's easy. There's information on our website about that as well, www.christtable.today. Thanks so much for listening. We wouldn't be here without you. Until next time, I'm Pastor Kevin Young, and this is the Christ Table Podcast.